Hey, good evening for a second time today. Gabe DeArmond here on the Yingling postgame live show after Missouri falls 90-77 to in Lexington, Kentucky to the Kentucky Wildcats. Uh, bring Drew King in who was originally going to be in Lexington. Then we got like the storm of the century that ended up not really being the storm of the century, but I wasn't comfortable with uh, with Sin and Drew on a seven-hour drive this morning, so uh, covering remotely from his house. Uh, Drew, we just heard Dennis Gates uh, answer a couple questions, um, but I don't, uh, you know, I didn't really need to hear what he said after that game because I don't know. It just felt like a game that Missouri was okay. They hung around, but there was not one second of that game. I felt like Missouri was going to win that game. Yeah, I, I I wrote this in my post game thoughts. Um, the the only moment that I felt like Missouri had the chance was the very start of the second half. Tamar Bates draws a foul, hits a couple of free throws. Those are the first points of the second half, um, and and it makes it a one possession game. I think Mizzou was only down forty seven to forty four. You get a stop and a score there. Um, and, and suddenly, like, you really have some momentum building for you. Um, but, of course, like, Kentucky goes on, like, an 8-2 to two run, and, and Mizzou never gets that close again. So, um, yeah, it, it was another one of these games where Mizzou played better than expected. But what does that really get you at this point, you know? Right. It, and I think it's a team that people would say plays to the level of its competition. I'm going to disagree mm -hmm. with that a little bit. I think it plays to the level slightly below its competition because like you said, they keep losing. So like they played 20 minutes against Georgia, but they needed 25. They played 25 against Kentucky, but they probably needed 35, you know, mm -hmm. um, it, Kansas close loss, Seton hall in the end, close loss. Uh, I mean, there's a pattern here. Yeah. Um, and after that, after that run, you mentioned the eight-two run by Kentucky. That made it at a nineteen or a nine-point game. Sorry, from the sixteen fifty-five mark to about the one forty mark, it was between seven and eleven the entire time. Like Kentucky wasn't putting Missouri away, but Missouri shot thirty percent in the second half. Like they just they couldn't make a shot. To, they couldn't make two shots in a row to actually make Kentucky sweat. Yeah, and. On top of that, too, like it was it was kind of the opposite in the first half, right? Like Mizzou was hitting everything early on, but they couldn't get a stop to save their life. They're letting Kentucky pull up from three wide open and Kentucky shot, you know, 70, 80 percent, kind of like Georgia was last game. So, um, yeah, it was it's like, you know, again, like Kentucky does this to most teams, right? Like that's right. a really tough team to take down number six in the country. Um but like you don't get any brownie points for staying within seven to 11 for most of the game. Right. Like you, you have to be able to string a couple of possessions together and really put Kentucky on his back heel. And it didn't feel like Mizzou was able to do that tonight. And, and the frustrating part is if they played that game against Georgia, they beat Georgia. Mm -hmm. But that didn't happen. And you pointed this out to me in the first half, and then I know you put it in your po in your halftime thoughts. When they're good on offense, they're awful on defense. Mm -hmm. And when they're good on defense, they're awful on offense. And sometimes it switches within the same game. Mm -hmm. no, it, it happened I don't tonight. have an answer. Um, yeah, it's it's like I, – I honestly don't know, Gabe. It's It's – 
<laughs> I think part of it was like obviously Aiden Shaw. I think that Aiden Shaw like was a non-factor in the first half and then came on in the second half and that kind of changed this tide defensively. But at the same time, mm-hmm. like you you don't see the ball go through the hoop as often. Um, they did get to the free throw line a little bit more, but um, like they they had like an eight minute stretch where they they didn't make a field goal. And almost, yeah, nine and a half minutes. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, you're not going to win a ton of games unless you're like coming down and hitting free throws on every single possession like that. Right. And, and they also, they continue to honestly miss free throws at some pretty bad times. I mean, mm-hmm. they weren't bad from the line tonight. They were, uh, 17 for 22 throws up on me. Yeah. 17 for 22. They were good, but they, they missed a couple big ones And Kentucky was 27 for 32. So mm-hmm. Kentucky made 10 more trips and they made 10 more free throws. You know, they, they capitalized on every chance. Um, Alex had put a, a comment on there earlier. When are they going to realize they're not a good three point shooting team? It's, it's weird because they're actually not bad. They're shooting yeah. 4% from three point range. That is not elite, but it's not bad. Last year's team was 36% from three-point range. There is a little bit of a feel to me that the percentages helped. It's like a baseball team that hits a lot of three-run homers in games that are 10-2. You know, Mm -hmm. a three-run homer in the eighth inning of a 10-2 game doesn't matter like a three-run homer in the eighth inning of a 3-2 game. Um, So I think that's up the percentage a little bit. But the point is, overall, they are not a bad three-point shooting team. Mm -hmm. When shoot the three poorly they lose i mean that's what happened to you know when you rely on it that much when it's not going in you're going to get beat yeah so i i think here's the way to explain it gabe they have two to three like elite level shooters on this team on any given night usually it's sean east tamar bates and then either noah carter or nick honor they can never both be on at the same time um, but like everybody else on the team, like that's where you're like, oh no, he's he's pulling up now. Like, yeah. and a lot of times it's you know a, a good look. Like they're usually wide open shots, but like Connor, there's a reason. There's a reason, right? It's like the other team is is kind of baiting them into it, and so like Connor Vanover is not shooting very well this season. Jordan Butler isn't shooting very well from outside. Um, no Carter is thirty percent on the year, so. You know, I think that it's mostly like a couple of guys that are bump boosting the percentage because without them, like it would yeah. be a pretty bad shooting team. And John brings up a good point. The volume of threes is too much if you're not an elite shooting team. Look, I agree. But I mean, Dennis said at the beginning of the year, we're going to lead the country in three point shot. Like mm-hmm. this is what he wants to do. He doesn't currently have the guys to do it. I think he thought he had the guys to do it. He just doesn't right now. Um, perfect example of what you're talking about. I And I don't remember the exact score, but it was somewhere in that seven to 10 point range. And Aiden Shaw, who I thought played really well and really sparked a Missouri run there. But to be fair, we have been asking him to show more game, more offensive game and expand his range a little bit, right? He pulled up for a three. It wasn't a very good shot. It wasn't particularly close. And that kind of stems some momentum. Like you can't ask for him to take the shot and then complain when he does take the shot, but also mm-hmm. Kentucky wants him to take that shot. 
Yeah, and it was an open look. It was in the left corner, which yep. is like a gold standard shot. Like that's for most offenses, that's where you want to shoot the ball from. Um, and like I, I don't remember who the broadcasters were for this game, but one of them was, was like Carl Ravitch and Jimmy Dykes. Somebody, one of them was like that ball had the weirdest rotation on it, and yeah. I was like, oh, that's not a good sign. Um, right. But yeah, like like Dennis Gates has said, if you're gonna play for this team, you're going to shoot threes. You can't blame Aiden Shaw for taking that shot. No. But again, like it, it reminds me of the same kind of thing back at the Kansas game. Trent Pierce has an open three and misses it. And you you turn to me and say, you can't can't have that right now. Right. right. It, it's so it's just kind of a tough situation, like because those are shots that you want, but it's not the guys you want taking right. them. Like like there were at least two times tonight where I said, that's a good shot. I don't know if Kurt Lewis is the guy I want taking it. You know, I mean, but he's out there, so he's got to take it. I get it. Right. Um, You know, so, and and I kind of responded to somebody on the board that brought this point up to you at halftime. And it is, a, I understand people frustrated with the rotations. Look, we get frustrated with the rotations. We can't figure them out. Uh, I yeah. mean, sometimes you look out there and go, because like, I don't pay attention to every sub, right? But then I'll look up on the floor and go, Oh, well, that's an interesting combination yeah. of players that are on the floor right now. But also, like, I, he just doesn't have enough guys. Like, I don't know who to play, right? Like, is it weird that Mabor Majak played as much as he did in the first half? Yes, it's weird. But you know what? Missouri also played pretty well with him on the floor. So mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not, not, like, it's not because of him. He didn't score, but he apparently did something where they were playing better. I, 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 so I wrote this at my, in my halftime thoughts. It was like you're gambling every time you put Mabor Majak out there, and Dennis got lucky tonight. And like again, Mabor was not the reason they lost this game. Like you said, they they he was plus four in eight minutes. So like credit to Mabor. Don't know why he was playing ahead of Trent Pierce and Jordan Butler. Don't don't know that they could have. Dennis was asked. He did not really say. No, he didn't. He just said he said it was a decision. I, it I mean, was a, it, everything was a decision. It clearly was a decision. Um, but you're right because he, it's almost like he subs guys in, and then forgets like what position he wants them to play, right? Because he'll go to like Mabor and Aiden Shaw and Jesus Carolero at the same time. And I just wonder, like, who is who's supposed to score with those three guys on the floor? Yeah. There, there's a lot of times I look at the lineup and go, well, where do the points come from? But also that's that's a reflection of what's available on this team. There's just a lot mm-hmm. of lineups that, I mean, let's start here. Who are the five best players on this team? Like, so Sean, you're, Sean you're in a four-point game with four minutes left. Who are your five on the floor? It has to be Sean East. It has to yeah. be Tamar Bates. Yeah. As of right now, Noah Carter, yeah. kind of back in his groove. Um, and then the other two, I would I would lean toward Aiden Shaw yeah. as as a fourth. Um, it can't be Nick Honor right now. Not right now. Can it be? Can it be Anthony Robinson? I know it couldn't tonight. Well, yeah, I can't tonight. But but. Uh, I, I, yeah, I think it could be. Uh, he he brings kind of a defensive tenacity that that honor right. really can't. I, I think normal circumstances, that fifth one would be Caleb Grill. 
right? Yeah. It would be Grill, Shaw, Carter, East, and Bates. Those are your five best players. Grill obviously is not available right now. We don't really know when he he will be. But I, I guess the point I'm trying to make is this: is okay, you know, Sean East, like he's. Look, he's not going to make the play every time, but you feel pretty good about your chances with him. You feel yep. pretty good at your at this point with your chances with Tamar Bates. Mm -hmm. You feel good about your chances with Noah Carter, like what, I don't know, 60% of the time? Yeah, like yeah, every yeah. other night. Right. You feel good with your chances about Aiden Shaw, what, for 15 minutes a game? Yeah. And then the fifth guy, just pick one. Because, like, right now, I don't know. I don't feel very good about my chances with Nick Honor, but at least Nick Honor has proven there are times he can do it, right? Like, it, he's kind of the opposite of, say, Trent Pierce. Like, Trent Pierce right now, there's no reason to think you should play him other than, well, we haven't seen him fail as much, so maybe let's see if he can do it. Yeah, Nick Honor, we've seen succeed in the past, but he is clearly not succeeding right now. Like, he is really struggling. Yeah, I, I, and I don't think like, you know, Ant Robinson would have changed the outcome of this game, but it would have been helpful if Nick Honor didn't have to play 34 minutes tonight. Um, did he have I, to? I mean, I don't know. I mean, who he did, but I don't know if he had to. I don't know who else you, you're going to play in front of him. I mean, maybe Trent Pierce or, or Jordan <laughs> Butler, but it's it's like, you know. Uh, yeah. You want to play Kurt Lewis more at this so, point, you know? How do we have 18 guys on the roster and we're seriously talking about, well, he just doesn't have, he, there's not enough depth. Well, I mean, I, that, a lot of them are hurt, right? Like, I two, do wonder. Sure. <laughs> and Tanjay was there tonight. Well, I mean, because Ant's not hurt. He just wasn't right. there tonight. Grill's hurt. Tanjay yes. apparently now not hurt. He apparently is fine now. I don't know. Miraculous recovery. Glad to see he's alive and good for him. Yeah, Tanjay had his his best night of the year so far. And I don't want to overlook that. Yeah. So so what will be interesting is South Carolina. Does John is John Tanjay now in the rotation or will he just magically not play again on Saturday? I have absolutely no idea. Yeah, I mean, you could flip a coin and <laughs> right. You'd still be wrong. Like yeah, either way, you could flip a double-headed coin and still be wrong. So seriously, <laughs> it it's it it is really strange though. Um, and I don't know if it's because Dennis Gates thinks he has too many options and like everybody needs to go out there and play, or if he he just doesn't have enough options and is trying to cycle I, through everyone until he figures it out. But it's I lean. I lean strongly toward the second, but the problem is it's way past time to figure it out. You're halfway through mm -hmm. the season at this point. Right. Like, if you don't have it figured out right now, all it means is there's no answer. You're not mm -hmm. going to figure it out. Uh, hey, Alex, if you can do me a favor and put uh, Ted Danner's comment up on the screen real quick, I do need to remind you guys that this show is brought to you by Yingling. I strongly don't encourage uh, things like Ted is saying that Yingling should only sponsor half the show because that's as long as Mizzou plays. We enjoy Yingling sponsoring this entire show and encouraging them to to sponsor us. That for whether that's thirty minutes, sixty minutes, however long we stay on the air, the whole thing's brought to you by Yingling, not just half of it. Um, I hope that you guys have a Yingling in front of you, whether that's the lager, the flight, the black and tan's really good, whatever. Uh, I hope you have one. I hope you opened one earlier because frankly, sometimes it. It's a necessity to get through some of these. Tonight was not that. Like, it was not ugly. I don't, you know, I'm making light of it, but 
it wasn't ugly, but I, I I'm done talking about way to go and moral victories. They they don't mm-hmm. matter, like you said. We're we're past that point. You're eight and seven. You've lost five out of six. Right, because like again, you look not half bad against Kansas, but then don't show up against Seton Hall, right? You played not half bad against Kentucky tonight. You didn't show up against Georgia. So, like, you you can't pick and choose when it's time to play this level of basketball. Like, they have to play this well all the time, and it it just hasn't happened. Yeah, and Sean points out, look, I I continue to believe – like this team is capable of being good on offense. It's not always good, but it's capable. We saw it in the first half tonight. Mm-hmm. I think the far bigger problem with this team is defense. I mean, they just like I, I texted you at halftime. I thought the main difference in the first 10 minutes and the second 10 minutes was that Kentucky just started missing shots. I didn't think they were more guarded. I just thought they missed open shots in the second 10 minutes. And that let Missouri back into the game. You pointed out. Missouri did a good job maybe of having the right guys shoot those shots, kind of like we mm-hmm. were talking about if Aiden Shaw's open, there's a reason. So maybe Missouri deserves credit for that. But the frenetic style of defense, the switch everything, like it just – it seems to me like they're endlessly just running too late at three-point shooters. Unless you are a freak athlete like Aiden Shaw who blocked one of those tonight, like you you can just never get there. It's It's too late. Uh, and somebody pointed this out on the board, and I thought it was a good point. You know, Missouri keeps a guard up in the backcourt, just kind of as a token pressure guy. Yeah. Um, just, and and like that that led to so many like transition buckets, alley oops. Yeah, happened against Illinois too. Yeah. Um. And like Kentucky specifically is a team that does not turn the ball over. I think Missouri had six steals on the night, which is probably pretty high for Kentucky. Kentucky had um, 13 turnovers. I wouldn't be surprised if that's like one of their highest of the season. Um, Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, like defensively, I think had they stayed more conservative, maybe not switched as much, maybe really fought through some of the screens. Um, yeah, you, you could have held Kentucky under 90 tonight, um, which, like, again, is not an easy thing to do. They they yeah. have, like, 10 in future NBA players on the roster. So, um, like, Kentucky sh- shoots the lights out against everybody. But Missouri had some room for improvement, definitely, especially yeah. during that first half. 13 turnovers turned into exactly four Missouri points. That was one of Missouri's the never winning a game. They're yeah. never winning a game in that situation. Um, you know, uh, it, it, they miss a lot of layups <laughs> again. You know, I this is just what they do. Uh, I, I don't know, it just kind of it, it feels like every game is kind of similar. It's just when is the seven minute drought going to come and mm-hmm. when is the other team going to shoot 85% for seven minutes? Because both things seem to happen in virtually every game at this point. Yeah. Um, I just, I, I, I've said it a couple of times now, but it's a great thing that you did it against like Kentucky and, and looked as good as you were, but when it's the same issues over and over again, no matter who you're playing against, that's why it's an issue, right? Like it's one thing for Kentucky to hold you to a little bit of a scoring drought, 
but like Georgia did the same thing. So it's it doesn't seem like an easy solution right now. Right. I agree. Um, you know, I this team just needs a win. Like I yeah, it, 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 we don't we're not talking about what do they need to do to make the tournament, what do they need to win. They just need a win to kind of feel a little bit better about things because look, I'm sure they're frustrated too. They Dennis and the and Noah and and Nick do a good job of putting on a good face at the press conferences mm -hmm. and stuff, but you know they're frustrated like anybody is watching this team. They uh, South Carolina on Saturday. I mean, it's another. I think it's like the third time we've said it. They have to win this game. They're zero and two in the first two, so that's not a great setup for Saturday. But they have to win. It, it, when I covered Texas State, um, I had an assistant coach tell me the key to winning or to having a winning record in conference play. Do you know what the key is, Gabe? It's really simple. Than you lose. Um, it's it's a little bit more uh, deep, a little deeper than that. So. Okay. Step rule one, don't get swept. Yeah. Right. Don't get swept. You, you played two games at a time. You have to go at least one of one. Rule number two, get sweeps. Right. If you can go two and oh, like you, you can afford to get swept. So, yeah, it, it's it's that simple. Right. Get sweeps. Don't get swept. Missouri got swept out of the gate. Yeah. So, um like to come back from that, you you could probably use a sweep somewhere. I don't know that it's going to come next week with Alabama right. looming, but um, yeah, like that's that's kind of what they need at this point. And to stumble against Georgia at home, like that one's going to come back to bite you in the long run. Yeah, I mean, at the, at the end of the year, when they're not over five hundred, we're going to go Georgia, Seton Hall. Mm -hmm. Uh, there's the other one, but whatever. We know that. That's like I'm done talking about that. Yeah. I, I don't know how many more times we can talk about that. Um, but th that's kind of in a category of its own, to be quite honest. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Um, like, I don't know what the solution is. I think it's fairly obvious at this point that Dennis Gates doesn't know what the solution is. And I think the honest answer is this roster just doesn't have the solution on it. Yeah, um, I mean, maybe Gay or Caleb Grill comes back and starts dropping 30-point games, but I wouldn't bet on it. Um, yeah, seems unlikely. Seems unlikely. And I want to come back to, not to pick on him, but like they were banking pretty heavily on Nick Honor and Noah Carter to, yeah. to be like – important players on this team and i think the reason that you're seeing them kind of underachieve based on what the preseason expectations were is because they're not getting enough out of those two guys um like yeah. nick honor like i i don't know that i could have played him more than 15 minutes tonight if missouri was gonna win like he just got outplayed and uh, again like kentucky has lottery pick guards but for a fifth year senior a sixth year senior if we're if we're being honest like you expect more out of a, a team captain like that than kind of the performance do you had. do you know what nick honors field goal percentage this season is after tonight um, i don't 37 37.3 percent 
That's not great. I, that can't happen not only from a guard, but from a guy who has taken the second most shots on your well, the third most shots. He's taken like mm -hmm. four for you fewer shots than sorry, six fewer shots than Noah Carter. But point being, it, like he's taking too many shots to shoot 37%. Noah is a little better. He's creeping up after tonight on 40% for the season, which is not great by any means, but it's at least a little bit better. Um, I see all the questions asking if I can play defense and play the two. Um, I don't know that I would be all that much better, fellas. Um, <laughs> Not you know, a I'm a little, little, little flat-footed for uh, a Division One SEC game. But, um, you know, I, I forgot what we were talking about. I'm sorry. We were talking about Nick Honor shooting 37% this season. Nick Honor shoot. Uh, yeah, you had a text that I thought was a really good point, And you said, Nick Honor can be great. As your number four guy, he's not so great as your number two guy. Right. Um, and like you said, this season was about Nick Honor and Noah Carter being, I think Noah Carter being two and Nick Honor being three. Mm -hmm. And I look, they're just, they're not cut. They can't do it. Um, I, I, I don't like, I, I don't mean that to sound as insulting as it sounds because like Nick and Noah won games for a 25 win team last year. Like they are good college basketball players. They are not guys. You should be saying they're bums. They can't play. They can play. They just can't fill the role that Dennis thought they could fill this year. Yeah. And you know, that was, that was an issue that kind of persisted on last year's team too. They were usually able to cover it up because Kobe could have a big game or Demoy could have a big game. But you remember like when they didn't and DeAndre Golston had to step up or, or he couldn't get it going and they were leaning on Nick honor to have a big game. Like that's usually when Missouri struggled. So um, maybe they should have had a little bit better foresight coming into this year. And maybe they thought the transfers were going to be a little bit better, but um, like it, it's not a new problem for those two specifically. Yeah. And yeah, you know, it's it, again, when you have Kobe and Des Moines, it, yeah, you lean on those guys. It makes sense. They're NBA players. There's a reason, um, you know, and now you take those guys off. And it, if you were asking Nick honor to be what Des Moines Hodge was last year, it, it's not, it, that's not doable. I mean, maybe Sean East became what Des Moines Hodge became, but they don't have a Kobe. No. You know? Um, and they like they're getting I think last year's Nick Honor and Noah Carter it's just they're counting on them to be more than that you know I, yeah. I mean I think it's a it, perfect example Missouri's football team this year had Marquise Johnson kid who every time he played he would catch a 50-yard pass right and everybody said He's got to play more. He's got to play more because you just assume that if he catches a 50-yard pass every time he plays, that means he's going to catch a 50-yard pass every time. Mm -hmm. Maybe he was successful as a true freshman because in that very limited role, that fit what he could do. Now, I think he'll be good down the road, but maybe he wasn't ready for more yet. Noah Carter and Nick Honor, they just haven't been able to do what Dennis – needs them to do and obviously thought they could do. And that's a miscalculation on his part. And I, there's no problem saying that. Yeah. Um, and, you know, credit 
to Sean East though, because I do think that yep. he has been. Because I, I want to talk about him a little bit. He was unbelievable tonight. I thought. Um, let me Jimmy Dykes this. loves him some Sean East. I can tell you. Yeah, that. nineteen points, four rebounds, three assists, two steals. Like you can't ask for any more from Sean East tonight. Yeah, thank thank you for and the graphic. Probably there. probably would have done more did he not get a huge lump on his face after uh, taking a. a wrist basketball whatever it is to the cheek yeah you 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 thought that was the right call i thought it was an i thought it was the right call <laughs> I, I i mean it's don't get me wrong it's a tough look to get called for a foul when you are the one that gets hit in the face but like i can't even remember who he was guarding but that guy was making a basketball move that was he has to have room to make a basketball move i get it but sean also has to have room to defend, you know? And I, I feel like he was in legal guarding position. Um, I don't know that he, like, it, it wasn't an intentional swipe at the ball, just kind of some incidental contact. And Antonio Reeves went up high, which is typically a no-no driving to the rim. So um, I kind of feel like it should have been on the driver, but after review, it was on the defender. So... It is what it is. Regardless, but, though, Sean played well. Yeah, Sean played really well. He's played well all season. Um, I, I'm scared to think about what the year would look like if Sean wasn't involved. Like, how how disastrous would it be if they didn't have, um, you know, their leading scorer have? I mean, like Sean is still shooting above fifty percent at this point from three. 50, like, yeah, fifty more, more than. Point eight, more than double his percentage from a year ago. I don't think anybody could have seen that coming into this year. Um, and you think back a year ago, you know, the Illinois and Kentucky games were kind of Kobe's breakout performances. Sean's been consistent from the get go. Um, so I, I think that he deserves a lot of credit for what he's done this year. Yeah. Um, I, I thought Kyle McCormick brought up a good point. As tough a season as it's been for Honor and Carter, it still feels like the best scoring unit includes those two. And that's the issue. I mean, there it is right there. Yes, mm -hmm. I, they probably – like I get everybody wants to drop them and just play the young guys. I I get it. But, again, Dennis is not going to do that at this point. They've earned some time. Now, I can, I can listen to not 35 minutes, you know. Yeah. But they're going to play. So, um, and, and like Nick Honor, you mentioned his field goal percentage, but his three point percentage is still, you know, 39.5. Like, yeah. he still he would he couldn't hit anything tonight, but on the year, like, still a, a really efficient shooter. It's just, it doesn't seem like he brings much else to the table right, right. now. That's kind of the yeah. biggest issue with him. Yeah. He, he, he hasn't had more than a couple assists in a game in a long time. So, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Come back, try it again Saturday, man. I mean, like I don't, I don't know what else there is to say at this point, right? You just you come back and hope it goes better next time. Yeah, uh, that's kind of what Noah Carter said too. Like all we can do is keep working, and so all we can do is keep covering the team. So, yep, yep. we'll uh, we'll give it a shot. Hope we execute better next time. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, thanks. Appreciate all you guys joining us live. Thanks to Alex for running things behind the scenes. Thanks to Drew for hanging out. As Pocket Watch says, smash the like button, subscribe, uh, you know, comment, do all those things. Most important, honestly, more importantly than that, for you and for me and for the sponsor, 
go drink, get a yingling, hang out. We'll talk to you next time.